the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Almost missed that one. <laughs> You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We have the entire team back yes. this week. It's good uh, to all be back. Yeah, very nice. Very Should we nice. sing Back in the Saddle again? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good morning. Good uh, morning. Did you see the uh, last supermoon of the year? I did. And how is it different than the first supermoon of the year? I don't know. But you know what? I don't know where all these names for the moons came from. Exactly. It's like the internet. It used to be, it was, it was, yeah. it was blue moon and harvest moon, Correct. and that was it. And now yeah. there's, well, this is a sturgeon moon. I don't even know what, yeah, what that means. Nor, I, nor do I, I. I, did, I didn't bother to look it up either. Uh, no. So, but yeah, but it was, it was quite a spectacular Quite a spectacular moon, although it apparently drowned out the uh, Perseid meteor, sh- meteor shower that was supposed to be last night as well. I didn't even see any satellites when I went out. You know, every time night. I've tried to go out, you know, they say, "Oh, you can see, you can see up to sixty me- sixty meteors an hour." Well, I go outside, and I don't see anything. And we even we even went to Borrego one time and didn't see any. You could see you could see the Milky Way, but didn't see any meteors. I remember. So. Driving out with the kids to Laguna one one year, Jeez. and there were traffic going through El Cajon. The eight was backed up into El Cajon from people heading out there, but we saw a lot of meteors that night. It oh, was did cold. You? It was the December one, which is not Perseid. Oh year. yeah, well, I wouldn't have done that. It was really, it was really neat. <laughs> It'd but, be really cold. Well, in December, Laguna in December. That's what. Proper outerwear. Yeah, remember, there's. I don't no, have proper no, outerwear. Proper weather attire. So there's no bad weather. Just, just bad, bad weather clothing. Just bad equipment. Yes. yes. Yeah. I have to tell. I have to tell Daniel that since he moved to Chicago. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a. I think it's going to. Saw him last night for the first time in a while. I think it's. I think he's in for a rude awakening. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Winter hits. Yeah, he said. It, he said it's really hot back there right now, and I said, "Well, just give it a month or two. Well, exactly. <laughs> Regardless of the weather. He's going to Chicago. Yeah. Well, actually, he's in Evanston, so it's about a half hour. Right. Half hour outside of but, Chicago. Okay. Did you guys know there's other names for the Sturgeon Moon? No. Well? No. Yeah, yeah. It includes Grain Moon, Corn Moon, Lynx Moon, and Lightning Moon. There never, you go. Never that, that, just what we were talking about. Yeah. Well, yeah. A lot more names for. Some I don't know what they are. A super moon. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway. It was a beautiful moon. It was I, nice. I would say it was almost super. It was yeah. so nice. Beautiful sunset at the beach last night, too. We were over in Encinitas uh, for, for dinner. It was a, it was a really quite, quite spectacular sunset. Now, I asked you off the air, but you guys didn't get any rain last night? No. Not no. that I know of. Yeah, no. It had, looked dry this morning. You said you got a pretty good down. like, downpour out of nowhere, and then this morning it was... Sure a pipe pretty, didn't break? No, this was everywhere. Yeah, no, <laughs> everywhere outside. But there was uh, there were flash floods in the desert last night. I mean, this morning, actually. They popped up this morning. It was not from yesterday afternoon, and our desert. So one of those must have come this way. Yep, hit us. Wow. Yeah, didn't... I, Dusted off just all the leaves. Didn't notice anything. Burst pipe real quickly. When we left the studio last week, we were headed south on the 805, and I saw water right by where the nursery is. Mm-hmm. You could see water shooting out. On the 805? Yes. The nursery's yeah. not on the 805. 805 at Governor. Not our nursery. Yeah. Not our nursery. Oh, 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 okay. okay. A nursery. Oh, I've been oh, going to the wrong <laughs> nursery all these years? Okay. But that's where the water main burst that's causing the boil oh, in Terrasana. At Miramar Wholesale? It was yeah. just north of there. You could see the water shooting across the canyon. I thought it was the fire department or something because I just saw water. Well, he said it was a 42-inch water line, too. Yeah. But that's a big water line. Yes, it is. And yeah. I could just see the top of the water and the, the mist it was creating. It looked like smoke. I figured yeah. did they Did they cancel the boil water notice for I don't, I don't Tierra Santa? I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, got, I, got a, I got a notice on my phone yesterday that should... We should cut back on our water use to keep the pressure, pressure under, <laughs> keep the pressure under control. Well, so. I saw a yeah. press conference. I think it was yesterday. I don't know with Mayor Todd Gloria talking about that. Oh, I missed that. Uh, well, uh, I didn't miss lucky anything. You. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, sorry. All right. All right. On to more important things. Um, garden classes today, uh, the thirteenth. God, we're almost halfway through the. Almost halfway through yeah, the month already. In San Diego at 9 o'clock, it's going to be worm composting with Kathleen. And at 9.30 in Poway, it's going to be hydroponics 101 with Rick. That's Rick. not going to be ringworm composting, oh, is it? I hope not. It's regular, I think it's regular earthworm. Regular earthworm right. composting. Right. Okay. is going to give the class. And then uh, next weekend, the 20th, it's going to be in San Diego. It's going to be water-saving techniques with James. And at 9.30, it's going to be... Brassicas and other fall vegetables with Farmer Roy, which oh, I haven't cool. seen. I haven't seen Roy in a while. He was in this so, week. Do it was he? I'm in. I, He's been I'm, busy. I missed He's him been spending less time dilly dallying in the nursery with us. You think James on his water saving techniques is going to just say secure that pipe that's leaking? That'll be one way to save water. Yeah. <laughs> have you heard? Hopefully. That, have you heard the commercial on the radio that says stopping or repairing a leaky pipe can save twenty nine to ninety gallons of water per month? Well, where do you come up with that number? If it's barely leaking, it's going to be almost nothing. If it's leaking a lot, it could be thousands of gallons. Where, where do you just pull these yeah. well, arbitrary What if it's numbers. a 42-inch pipe? That'll it would, be a yeah. lot more in a lot less time. Yeah, I don't know where they come up with that, some of that stuff. Um, not too much stuff going on at the uh, San Diego Botanical Garden Foundation in the month of August. But next weekend, is that next weekend? Yes. Next weekend, the 19th, 20th, and the 21st is the Fern Society's annual show and sale. So if you want to go check out some really interesting ferns or maybe pick up a few for your own collection, that might be a a way to do it. Um, And if you want to get out of the house for a weekend. Yeah. 
good way, good place to go. Uh, also at the botanical at the San Diego Botanical Garden, not to be confused with the Botanical Garden Foundation, two completely separate organizations. As confusing as that is, it's the the um, continuation of the World of House Plants. Is that the through September fifth? Through September fifth. Yeah, so that's oh. uh, that's coming up as well. Um, I don't think we – no, we didn't talk about it last weekend because we went on Sunday. Um, Melanie and I went to the self – and Blake went too – to the self-realization garden – or self-realization – Fellowship? Fellowship. Thank you. I couldn't remember what the last word was uh, in Encinitas. And they have, a, they have a meditation garden there that's open to the public and it's free. Do they serve wine? No, they do not. Okay. But – uh, you go, you, you know where the where the fellowship is on on Coast Highway there. Well, the meditation garden is on K Street, so you have to you have to go like two blocks west from Pacific Highway, and then it's it's right there. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, the gardens are really are very nicely maintained. They're right on the top of the bluff. They uh, just an incredible view of the Pacific Ocean. Uh, they're they're really stunning. I I was I was pleasantly surprised. It's a it's a it's a it's a hidden gem. I mean, I did I don't even remember. I it's only been within the last couple of months that I even knew it existed. And went oh, it was Gretchen was the one that told told us about it, and she had gone to check it out. Was parking an issue at all? Um, we, we actually got street parking on, um, highway 101. Um, so it it wasn't bad. It was a little bit of a walk, but it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Street parking in the neighborhood looked pretty congested. Um, but there was, there was parking on 101 and we just walked over, but, um, they had one section. Some of the, some of the areas look kind of like kind of oriental gardenish, um, had some of the nicest Korean grass I've seen in years. I mean, it, it was it was all green. There were no yellow yellow patches in it. it, it when Korean grass gets old, it it, it starts to it starts to bunch up and um, the and wa- it repels water. The water just runs right off of it. Um, but this stuff this stuff was it was nice and green. It was just starting to get a little bit lumpy, but there were no no brown patches in it at all. And no oxalis. No, no weeds, nothing. It was, it was really, and it was, it was planted underneath uh, some cycads, and I think there might have been some bamboo and stuff. It was, it was really nice. They also had, uh, they had a couple of, a couple of tea trees, uh, Leptospermum labigatums, that were ancient, and the trunks were laying almost love, sideways, and and that's a great twist. Plant. Oh, they were. They were they were they were stunning. Really, really pretty trees. Now, one more time, where were you? Uh, the Self Realization Fellowship, Fellowship Garden, Meditation Garden meditation in Encinitas. In Encinitas, on Case. And I didn't. That place is over a hundred years old. It was founded in 1920. There had to be nothing there in 1920. I, I was I was somewhat surprised by that. Oh, they also had the biggest uh, twisted junipers I've ever seen in my life. And they were they were actually trimmed into trees, and they had trunks on them that were probably close to eighteen inches in diameter, and at least thirty feet tall. Wow! I mean, yeah. it, just 
massive. And were they all windswept? Twist, yeah, yeah. No, they them. no they but they they didn't look like twisted juniper. They looked like a giant tree juniper. I mean, it, it, I more if that's traditional from trimming tree. them. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm sure yeah. I'm, I'm sure it was, but it, it was it, it they they were huge. I mean, they they were amazingly amazingly big, but the but the view is just View is incredible. The view is absolutely incredible. I, can imagine, so, yeah. I would uh, so if you're looking for something to do on a weekend, I would highly, highly recommend going out there and checking it out. And then, of course, there's all kinds of places to eat or get something to drink along well, so Highway 101. So many people like to get out and go for a drive up the 101 mm-hmm. on the weekend. Just that was stop, one of my favorite stop, things. Stop yeah. this time. Yeah. They're open nine to five on Saturdays and eleven to five on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful, and that place that place is huge. I mean, the garden's a relatively small chunk of it, right? But the the fellowship is it, that's a massive piece of property. Well, I'm guessing purchasing property in Encinitas in 1920 might have been a fairly inexpensive affair. Yeah, yeah a had to, little he, he had, different he, than now. Yeah. yeah, I had to get in there and do it before the Yankees came in and yes. bought it all. <laughs> so you get this part, and we'll take the rest. <laughs> we'll take everything else. <laughs> Uh, you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. Uh, you know, it, this last week, it was it was hot. Yeah, it was very hot. <laughs> it was yes. really, yeah. really hot. Um, honestly, I remember it being for a while. Actually, we actually We actually had to run the air conditioner for more than a day. Oh, uh, my. Or more... More than once. It, well, we, I think we I think we ran it three day, three times. It has been yeah. warm. It's been hot, but it hasn't been ridiculous. Yeah, it, it hasn't has. been a hundred. No, it's been more. Well, humidity. I think, it, I think, I think it's, it's, it's humidity, humidity for a lot of people. It, it yeah, was yeah. Real, it was really muggy. Too, yeah. I mean, yeah. just and it's really, supposed really to be back muggy. today and tomorrow. It's, it's hotter muggy. today. It's well, I heard I heard through the week through yeah. the week. Well, I mean, they can go that rain that they had out in forever and it's it's, borrego, yeah, Borrego, and and George's house, George's and house, house. <laughs> Vegas, and yeah, Vegas got they got flooded again. Yeah, couple, this week. Yeah, a couple of days. Yeah, we got we have to refill Lake Mead, and yes, it's up do. almost a foot since the monsoon started a couple of weeks ago out there. So I only got what another hundred and twelve feet to go. Yeah, yeah, Something but think like about think about the surface area. I know of that's Lake a, that's Mead a and adding a foot to a it. lot of water. It's incredible. And now we're going to have to wait a while before more bodies start showing up. Exactly. Oh, yeah, that's true. They're not going to not going to find them all. Yeah, or cars or boats yeah. or whatever they found over there. 
But anyway, with with it being hot, now is a good time to uh, double check your double yeah. check your irrigation system and make sure everything's working properly. And even if that means <laughs> using a hose, uh, make sure you get plenty of water. Get plenty yeah, of water on your on those container plants. plants. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I put a lot. I put a lot of water on I your got navel. The, the, well, uh, on his navel. Well, navel orange. <laughs> on, on the on the oranges, the the um, the two uh, satsuma mandarins that I have. Okay. Do you remember yeah. the avocado I told you I nursed in a container for over a year and kept alive, and then planted, and then didn't water enough, so it was alive but not growing right and then i started watering it more and it started growing some more and then i was watering it more but still not enough so it stopped growing again and then i started watering it more and guess what it has new growth all over it oh good oh you know which reminds me at the the break i have to show george the pictures of that of my uh, satsuma i'm I'm not i'm not satisfied with the answer that you gave me what was what was the what was the question remember the 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 foliage foliage. oh my gosh (laughs) You are just like so many people that come in and ask for information and then don't want to hear it or don't believe what they are told. Okay, yeah, you showed George. I will do that. Sheesh. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go talk to John real quick. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm doing well. How are all of you guys doing? Doing well. What can we do for you? you? Good. Well, I just love the self-realization fellowship card myself. I think it's just so cool. And then the fact that the city of Botanic Garden is in its need. I'm, I'm a little bit of a historian. I used to be an agricultural historian for the state park system in a former career. Mm-hmm. And uh, so one of the things I do is in our San Diego Gardener group on Facebook, I used to do it every day. I don't do it quite so much anymore, but I would post, I have, I don't know, maybe 6,000 historical photographs of San Diego, basically uh, centered on agriculture and horticulture. And so I would do a little vignette and a story. But one of the things that shocks people in terms of land values in San Diego is in 1888, there was a book published about land values. It was basically a big real estate promotional uh, book with great, great images. And the most expensive land in all of San Diego in 1888 was Spring Valley. And Spring Valley would sell for $500 an acre. I think that's what you paid, isn't it, Dave? Yes. <laughs> hey, Plus hey, or minus. Hey, John, I love those vignettes when you when you write those. I, I love the pictures and I love the stories. Yeah, and and the second most expensive place to buy land in all of San Diego would have been Choyas Valley, which is basically where Encanto is. And do you know the cheapest land in all of San Diego in 1888? It was Encinitas. Really? You could buy anything you wanted in Encinitas for about $10 an acre. Wow. That's crazy. That is that yeah. is pretty crazy. Times have changed. Well, so they weren't prescient. They just went to the cheapest place they could find land. <laughs> changes the whole perspective now. It truly was one of the cheapest places. And down when, when Eki bought that land, it was selling for about thirty to thirty five dollars an acre. He he basically got it for nothing. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was it, it was it was pretty cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty. And you were talking That's... about water. The biggest reason was where was the water? Spring Valley had water, 
and Choyas Valley had water, and this is before the dams are put in and that kind of thing. But Encinitas had no water. Interesting. Yeah, I guess I I, I could see that. Yep. And I guess anyway, yeah. Poinsettias don't I, need I, a lot of water, so. Still. <laughs> <laughs> But, but without the water, you can't have plants. That That is true. So true. That is true. Well, some say all life needs it. No, not just plants. But mm. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I would say, were you going to say probably? I was gonna say, <laughs> pro- yeah, I was. I was. It's, a, it's an unproven fact. Okay. <laughs> uh, those, you, those posts are great, John. I really enjoy reading them. And what's the, oh, where, where's the, what's the page? It's uh, on Facebook. There's a group that uh, Nan Sturman and I uh, do and, and curate, and it's called San Diego Gardener. I will have to look that Great. up. Great. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, guys. Okay, have thanks for calling, John. Appreciate it. Bye. Okay, take care. Um, for those that don't realize, that was uh, John Clements uh, from the uh, San Diego Botanical Garden. Good friend of the show and uh, all-around good guy. all-around good guy. Yeah. I'm going to say that as well. Uh, I'll have to look. Look that page up and should have asked him about your citrus question. (laughs) (laughs) I got five. I got got six minutes and I'll have my answer. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. You know what we, what we had in our house for the first time in years was ants. They just, they they showed, they showed up, they showed up in the, in the master bathroom of all places. I mean, yeah, Melanie was a, l- a, little, a little more than perturbed over the whole <laughs> yeah. thing, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know where they came from. It was, it was. There were like three different kinds of ants. There was little teeny ones, and there were some bigger ones, and then there was something else. I don't even know what it was, but yeah, was a uh, was congratulations. Was we had the a most ant species yeah. in one room. Yeah, yeah. infestation yesterday as well. I think it's just the heat. Water. Yeah, because apparently all the sprinklers that go off in my yard every couple of days aren't enough yeah. water for yeah, them. They so they, they have well, you to know, come inside. water's important to life, as David pointed well, out yeah. a few minutes ago. Yeah. Well, to I've, plants. To plants, but not to people. Yeah, I've noticed. And, and ants. I've, I've noticed that it, it's, it seems to be somewhat important for the uh, tomatoes that I have growing on the deck, too. I did water my peppers last night, so I didn't have to do it this morning before coming in here. But did you plant them? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they're in the ground. I've, oh. I've even harvested. Oh, wow. That's right. Your bell peppers? Look. My beautiful orange bells, yes. And and I watered the avocado last night and again this morning because the twice wasn't enough. So now it's three or four times each time. But there's fantastic. There's new growth all over the whole thing. Oh, the the other thing that I found out, too, that I can – definitely attest to is um <laughs> early girl tomatoes are very susceptible to blossom end rot if you don't keep the yeah water soil moisture exactly even but you know what doesn't get blossom end rot cherry tomatoes yeah i was gonna say I they just explode right <laughs> <laughs> get too dry between waterings they, they get a rush of water like, they yeah. they they split right open yeah. um like a ripe melon uh what's the other one that gets blossom end? oh uh san marzano get blossom end rot okay. too. which it's it's not 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 bad. Right. I mean, you could cut it off, and, it, and the tomato's fine. But it's just a it doesn't look good. Yeah, it's an eyesore. Yes. Yeah. Just another David's peculiar moment. Not that you need mm-hmm. another one, but just a little bit of blossom end rot, where it it makes the skin a little tougher. Just that you see a discoloration at the end and not mm-hmm. totally rotten down. Mm-hmm. I like. 
it adds a little bit of, of resistance to the – I like a firm tomato. That's disgusting. Is, no, <laughs> not rotten, but it just – it, it kind of gets a bronzy coloration. Have we not experienced well, I've seen it where it, ca- it yeah, kind of calluses I, over. That's but, it. That's but it. I'm not, I'm not eating that. No, 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 <laughs> no. Not – it's just – there is no indentation. There is no rot. It's just a little discoloration on the very tip. Oh, it's see, not... mine, mine just turned black. Yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. So... This is premature. Um, okay. Blossom and rot. Blossom yeah. and I'm rot. not with you on this one. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, George. I keep looking for <laughs> I you. I know you're staring at me. To, I'm yeah. not going to help you on I'm that. I'm looking for some help here. <laughs> uh, let's see. Those go in the traps. They go in the rat traps, the squirrel yeah. traps. Oh, and... Uh, I don't know. Did you? I can't. Remember. Did I take you out back and show you the the Lagerstromias are in bloom? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Your, 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 your new favorite tree. One of my new favorite flowering trees, non fruiting trees. Yeah. yeah no, this they look, is a whole new world for you, isn't it? Yes. It ornamentals. Is. Ornamentals. Yeah. yeah, they look they 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 look pretty good right now. They do. We have to move one of those out front just so people can so see that we can tell people that they that can, it's, not, it's for not for sale, sale. <laughs> yeah. which one is it lagerstromia speciosa it's a tropical it's a tropical crepe myrtle okay the flowers the individual flowers are probably about two inches across oh wow okay and That's it's cool. kind of a lavender uh yeah, not yeah, lavender yeah, lavenderish uh, like purpley purpley light purple yeah. flower okay. um i i saw it for the first time years ago in honolulu at um foster botanical garden they have huge ones uh, it looks like the foliage. If it didn't have flowers on it, you'd you'd think it was a guava. Okay, it, even a mango, it, it, even a mango from a distance. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's it it's got the very tropical, big foliage, okay. uh, tropical looking foliage. Uh, but the flowers are just spectacular, and I I got a couple of them from, uh, well, what used to be one of my favorite nurseries until they stopped shipping to San Diego um, because of the ag department uh, was um, Tip Top. Tropicals back in, in Florida, in Fort Myers, I think. Yeah, yeah Florida. Okay, they yeah. have. It, if if you're a plant nerd, go go check out Tip Top Tropicals online. TipTopTropicals dot com. They the stuff that they have is so you can look it, at it and not get it shipped to San you, Diego. Yeah, they won't. It, well, you'd, you'd have to check with them because the last time I tried ordering from them, they called me up and said, you know what, we too hard. We're, we're the the ag department. Even they're they're fully certified to ship to California, but for some reason, one of the inspectors at the ag department here w- wasn't anything that came in from them. They were just well, they were just um, quarantining and, right. and destroying. So um, it's been it's been over a year since I tried to order anything. So that may have changed at this point. But uh, just go look at the their website. Their website's amazing because not only do they have stuff for sale that's incredible. But they have – their website is like uh, – it's like a volume of Tropica. Okay. Yeah, they they have well. an incredible amount of information about all different kinds of plants. And if they, if, they, if they have it available in inventory, then it has a price on it. But if they don't have it available in inventory, they just have the information there. But it, it's an incredible website, and it's it's really really neat. the The last thing that I tried ordering from them actually was uh, uh, probably about half a dozen different avocados that we don't have out right. out here. Okay. Some really some really unusual ones, and one of the ones that I had tried to order was one of those really long ones. Okay, where the the fruit's like twelve inches long. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's a really there are so many different avocado varieties. It's, so it's not yeah. just the 
you know, we thought five or ten. Yeah. But there's a bazillion. Oh, there's, a, there's all kinds of them. Yeah. Some really interesting stuff. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to be back with more right after this. your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Uh, if are you, you want to give us a call? sure it's not with uh, Rodney Dangerfield, Mark Mahady, and George Allman? If you okay. want to give us a call, you can go with the number and then I'll, I'll, I'll explain it. <laughs> explain it. Uh, You're all of a sudden Rodney Dangerfield? Yes. 888-344-1170 is the number. Okay. With no me. respect. So oh. during the break – you showed the picture to George that you showed to me with the citrus leaves and the answer that I gave you that was totally unacceptable, correct? No. Yeah. Oh, Until well. George said something similar, and then it was okay? Well, I guess it was a... Uh... No, second opinion. Second opinion. Yeah. It's like... yeah. But, but before we go any further, we need to correct the name of that tropical store. Oh, oh yeah. It's Top Tropicals, not Tip Top Tropicals. TopTropicals.com. Thank you, George. Yeah. Bring Thank you for, so, for catching it, that. Thank you for that and, you know, for... Clarifying for, for shooting Ken down David's yeah, ish, prognosis. Issue. Interestingly, uh, Capri and I saw that tree as well, that, that crepe myrtle in Hawaii. In mm-hmm. Hawaii, and it was on the grounds where we were staying. And, and from a distance, she said, that, "That's a gorgeous tree. What is that?" I said, "It looks like a crepe myrtle, but the leaves looked, you know, so much shinier, so much larger." It's a yeah, the foliage. So, yeah, so, foliage is much bigger, but the flower yeah, looks, so, flower definitely looks like a crepe myrtle. It, it they, does. It's just huge, just a, a much much bigger. So now I, I kind of want one. Yeah. I know where you can find one. I know where there are two, but I... <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, what else was going on? Oh, you know, we we had a rash of rats in our yard a while back. I caught, I think I caught three in a row now. I, I haven't been able to catch anything with, with since. With what? What did you use? Uh, Tomcat. Tomcat trap is the... And did you bait it? Yeah, peanut butter. Okay. It's the way. It's the way to. Those traps are the way to go, as far as I'm concerned. Be easy to. If you're successful, right. They're easy to clean. You just, you, you if just, you're successful, you just squeeze them open and yeah, and, and yeah. drop okay. it out. Yeah. Uh, easy to set. Although I I tucked one in between the two tomato plants because that's a lot of times where the rats and the mice go, and I went out went out the other day and I'm like, oh wow, something got in the trap, and I reached down to. I reached down to uh, grab the trap and almost put my fingers into it because I didn't realize that it was still set. So yeah, that yeah. would have been not good. Not good. Oh, I uh, would have enjoyed it. I would well, be I'm laughing sure you would. right now if you were telling. You know, yeah, kind of like when happened. I kind of like when I stuck that stuck Brian's pen in that one in the office. Oh, and <laughs> it just snapped it too. <laughs> those are exploded. effective. I, I use yeah. those in the smaller 
versions for mice, and I set them right around the tomato that was eaten. Yeah. With no bait, I just put a bunch of them, and I I catch I catch well, rats normal uh, pretty much every day. Yeah, I the only the ones that had the little tunnels on uh, those those didn't work. I didn't find those effective. At they all. did not. I did not find them effective either. But the other ones, just the open traps, those those worked very very well. Tomatoes, basil. The rats have been having a good time. Oh, that's right. Uh, they were going after um, Maggie's basil. So much so that she went to Home Depot and bought some aluminum border fence. What, what aluminum? Solid aluminum she, sheeting, she, sheeting to put around the entire thing. Be interesting to see if there's okay. success or not. Right. Uh. Now, despite having a lot of rodents eating our tomatoes. The basil's fine. We have tons and tons of basil. Nothing's touching it. I had a rodent eat a half of an avocado. I think it was a squirrel. So I put it in my squirrelinator, and the avocado was completely eaten, but I caught nothing, which makes me think it was, think it was rats that were getting in there and, and munching on it. Now I put an apple in there. I've been very unsuccessful lately. I haven't caught anything for weeks. Maybe they're getting used to the squirrelinator. Gonna have to try something else, or move yes. it to a different location. I, I put it right next to the hole where they go under the chicken coop. Oh, so they come and go from there. And I did notice two days ago, I had still hadn't caught anything, but the door had been pushed closed on it. It has a little door so you can close it at night to keep skunks from getting in there. At least that's getting my in theory. the trap or in the chicken yeah. coop. Oh, if you no, no, the the trap has a little door to close oh. off the. Right, entrance because right. once you catch a, a skunk in there then you realize why those doors yeah. are there exactly. so you don't <laughs> catch skunks uh, speaking of speaking of other pests that are showing up uh, thrips are becoming an issue again and the chili thrip on roses you roses. said you started to see coming yes. in and it just destroys them their appearance they continue to grow but they just are so contorted they look I don't know. They look like somebody has run them through a ringer or something. It 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 looks viral, actually. It does. Yeah, the leaves just look contorted. The flowers are distorted. Everything is off on them. The plants continue to grow, but it all looks terrible. I don't think I. I you have. I I probably have seen it. I just I just yeah, don't no, remember. Just don't it. remember yeah. it. Um, the other thing that we've seen starting to make a starting to make a comeback and an unwelcome comeback is the giant white fly, and I've. Out and about, and just being out and around San Diego, I've started seeing it. Almost all of it I've seen has been on hibiscus. Hibiscus, um, but I mean, it, it used to get on everything. It, it was it was on, uh, plumer- Canada's, plumerias, plumerias, uh, canna lilies, yeah. all kinds of stuff. Virgin the only thing I the only thing I've seen it on recently has been um, has been hibiscus, but. We had a picture on the manager's phone yesterday of it was on hibiscus, begonias, and plumeria. What kind of begonias? I wanted the bedding. Uh, oh. Bedding begonias. Been, okay. And you oh. could see them starting to form their circles in the. Yeah, the little the, bullseyes, the yeah. first thing that shows up. And the customer did not believe it was an insect because it was such a perfect geometric pattern on the back of the leaf. Right. What did they right. think it was? Yeah, what did they think? I, it was not my customer. Oh. Somebody just wanted to verify that that's what it was, and it clearly was. So what is happening? Do you think a predator has fallen by the wayside or well, it was I think gone that, for years? I think, that's, I think that's what actually got it somewhat under control. Was, wasn't it a wasp that they released that 
that so started to get something must have happened something in the in, something in the ecosystem has changed um there's more humidity well that could be it too you know, no but, well yeah it could be any. I mean, yeah, you're right. But you know, the the the, the good news is it's re- it's relatively easy to control. Although I know a lot of people that back when it was a real problem twenty years ago that yeah, they were they were just they were just yeah. taking stuff out. They, they didn't want to deal with it. Although we didn't have we didn't really have the same controls back then that we do now. That is true. Um, but the uh, like the uh, the the bonide tree and shrub systemic that'll that'll take care of it for up to a year. Uh, when it's applied properly from the inside from out. From the inside out. Well, is, um, are people still recommending the uh, uh, worm castings? Well, no, you don't recommend them. Oh, okay, you don't recommend because they're not labeled for that. That is, true. however, I'm a fan. If yes. you were to to spill a bag of worm castings around your hibiscus, chances are you might reduce the whitefly right. populations. You know, whitefly didn't even show up here till 1992. The giant. It seems like it's been here forever, but 1992 in San Diego. Well, yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right. right. Yeah, yeah. It, it was the new, exciting pest back then. Right. Yeah, and the and the control back then was pyrethrin and surfactant and Delphastis beetles. Yeah. Oh, I don't Say, remember the Delphastis. Uh, Dale. Yes. Yeah, it was. The beetles and, were. Was it a predatory beetle or what? Well, supposedly. Yeah. Oh, lace, wing, lace wings are a good uh, biological control as well. Yeah, it's a it 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 can be a it can be quite a mess when, once it gets going. When it between gets, the between the sooty mold and the two to three inches long beard, of that yeah, cotton that candy beard stuff, stuff hanging down, stuff hanging candy, down yeah. and flying all over the place. That, that's one of the re- that's one of the reasons why the systemic is so effective is because it yeah you, they don't take off when you right try spraying it and you don't right. have to get Put through it. that waxy yeah. webbing yeah. But one of the first things we used to recommend was hosing them off. Right. And when it was bad, all of that <laughs> string just, yeah. and white well, flight would go floating everywhere. Yeah, it was a. It could be quite. It yeah. could be quite a mess. Um, leaf miner doesn't seem to have been that bad this year. Uh, this, uh, s- uh, sir, point of order. <laughs> you, you you've had an issue. Oh my God, our, our our citrus. Citrus. Yeah. Well, Every, and maybe that's maybe that's because I sprayed mine with. Spinosad this year, so that might have had something to do with I it. I did spray mine with Spinosad after the horses were out of the barn. Yeah, I did one so so there's good foliage, then there's the new foliage that has damage, and then there's some newer foliage that has less damage from the Spinosad. But especially the, the new sleeve citrus, the tall oh, ones, yeah. as soon as they went in the ground, they put out a ton of, of growth. new growth. And then I'll take care of spraying it later and Never did. All, in yeah. all that new. That, there were nine of those new varieties put in the ground, and they're all yes. inundated. But the spinosad works so well on it. It really does. Yeah. I, I've been, I've been really impressed with it. Do you know why I think that is? Um, <laughs> well, I'm sure you're going to tell, sure tell us. You're going to tell us. I believe it's because it's translaminar. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, is that but, the word you were going to hear? Yeah, no matter what. That was that was it. Was Which means it. it penetrates the leaf and protects from the inside out and kills the the little larva that's in there. So they can't come out, mate, and make more babies into your next yeah, set of leaves. Yeah, you know, it's... Correct. Yes, spinosad, it, it's, it is very effective against them. And it, it's a tough one to control because the insect is actually in the leaf. Yeah. It's not on the leaf. It's actually inside the leaf. It's like mining we, we, in the leaf, yeah, yes. Hence the term. Uh, so spraying 
anything that anything. It, it, traditional anything. Well, well, well the, it, the, the 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 one that we normally recommend, which is an outstanding spray, is horticultural oil. But and it's it will not kill gonna, the moth if the moth is you know if on the, the moth leaves is and there. around. But it's not yeah. going to help you with anything in the leaf. Yeah, but the, on the other hand, though, too, the moth is so tiny. You know, it, they're how tiny um, is it? Well, if you got a like magnifying a, glass, like a dust. And tweezers, you could you could do it. You could. It's what is it like a sixteenth of an inch? It's, it's tiny at yeah. the at the most. Yeah, I mean they're they're and that's really where the, tiny. the traps come in. You know, using the, right. the pheromone traps, you'll you'll capture the males. It it's not going to reduce it to zero, but it's a mitigating step. But it also gives you a visual that there are all those specks inside. Will tell you you need to get out there and spray. Right, need to do something. Right, yeah, exactly. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Um, oh, new citrus disease coming out. Uh-oh. Yeah. A, Go ahead. Go ahead. You got I'm looking this. yellow vein cleaning virus. Clearing. Clearing. Clearing, clearing virus. Clearing Clear. virus. Oh, cleaning, clearing. Same thing. Very close. Yeah. Very close. It's up in um, Fresno, wasn't it? Or no, there's another Tulare. Tulare, okay. It was in Tulare, and they found a bunch. They found the one, the first tree, and then they started canvassing the neighborhood, and they found a bunch more trees, and then that expands the next search area. And what does it do? Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the vector? Yeah. Uh, many different insects, white flies, aphids, all sorts of different vectors. Okay. So. Uh, a control just like with the HLB is a is a big part of that controlling the vectors. Right. Yeah, I saw. I the, don't remember what it does. Well, I saw the pictures of the foliage, and it had like yellow. It looks just like your citrus tree. Well, no, not 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 quite. Yeah. But I don't. I don't. I don't think it. I don't. It didn't look like a uh, trace mineral deficiency. Didn't look like a trace mineral deficiency. So. Um. But it did have it had interesting little. I get were they yellow? It was yellow. It was a linear bands. Yeah, kind that, of a tiger that, that were kind of the bands were kind of perpendicular to the main vein down the center of the, okay. the center of the foliage. So, but I I did not I did not see what it what it does. Are you looking? So, in addition to the the vectors of, the, of like David just said, the white fly, the citrus aphids, uh, and a host of other aphids grafting. Can transmit. Oh, transmit. Yeah, and, and yeah. cutting and right. cutting tools. So they want you to be okay. careful. So you got it is not between cuts. And- it is not here. This is in one town up in the north in the Central Valley, Tulare. So don't yeah. panic yet. Don't panic, don't panic yet. yet. Well, well, we'll, we'll don't be panic notified ever, when but- to panic. Yes, we'll. <laughs> it is time to panic. Well, remember they found the they found the psyllid down in uh, the citrus psyllid. Was it in Sweetwater? Where they found it yes. originally in San Diego County, and then it yes, then it was everywhere. Yeah, 
And I don't know if it was everywhere before that, and they just started looking for it, or right. or what. Not only was it everywhere. It was everywhere. You want me to say ubiquitous? I want you to say ubiquitous. Are you going to? <laughs> nah, I won't okay. say that word. Okay, okay. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, one more thing to... Uh, yeah, put it on the we'll, shelf to, and worry so about So that's it. why it's important to go out and spray periodically right. on, on exactly. everything. Well, that's reduce populations of those insects. Yeah, and we, we recommend spraying with, with at least a horticultural oil two, three times a year. Yeah. There's a lot of times there'll be stuff, they'll, you'll have infestations of stuff and you won't even realize it. Um, right. But especially especially scale. Scale is probably the most insidious one as far it, it as is. that's I, concerned. We're, we're battling it right now on a, a young Valencia and it comes back. I've been just using jet streams of water and knocking it all off, and then the mm-hmm. ants bring them back, and they're, they're all over the place. But yeah, and that, you know that's a, that, and that's yeah, what again, you that, want to be careful with the weather. You don't know it's high. You want yeah, to be careful with what you're spraying and when you're spraying. Heat. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> Got it. Thank you, George. <laughs> uh, but you know that's the. Uh, I completely lost my train of thought on that. One. Spring. Getting rid of uh, horticulture. Just keep, oil. yeah, keep yeah. keeping things under keeping things under control before it get before it gets out of hand. Oh, that's what I was going to tell. Ants. If you see ants, people, in your people if people people come in and bring samples of plants in, um, and yeah, I've got this horrible ant infestation in my plants. What do we, what do I need to do to get rid of it? Well, the ant the ants are not there feeding on your plant. The ants yeah, are there feeding the, on yes. something else that is feeding on your plant, and it's usually. It's yeah. usually white fly, scale, as you right. mentioned, uh, aphids. So if you if you have ants, especially in th- in things like citrus, it, the ants are the secondary problem. Correct. There's something else that's there's something else that's causing yeah, a far worse problem. Yeah, exactly. So, but if you get rid of the if you get rid of the, the source the yeah. source that they're going after, then the ants will disappear. The ants aren't going to hang around. They'll come they, in your house. Yeah, they, exactly. they, yeah they'll, still come, they'll come in and in start looking bathroom, for stuff in the yeah. house. Uh, because they, they just don't. Yeah. They, they don't go after that stuff. Right. They, it's, they, it's don't, they, don't, they don't, other, other than the, the leaf cutter ants that they used to have at the Wild Animal, at the Wild Animal Park or the, now the Safari Park, um, ants typically don't go out, don't, yeah. eat, don't eat plants. But those leaf cutter, I forgot. I just I'd forgotten about those until just how cool they just are. Now. That that was really neat because they had that one that one aerial root that from that tree. I can't remember what it was, but they would just march right up that aerial root, carrying those almost dime sized pieces of foliage that they would cut off of stuff. Yeah, as long they, as they're they behind neat. glass at the, at the safari yeah, park, no it's kidding. okay. I just saw that it, I was at the uh, St. Louis Zoo back in June. And same thing, they have a big display with roots hanging and branches and ants going from one end to the other with all their big chunks of leaves. It's pretty neat. You know what? I I saw it early early in the season, but I haven't seen it recently. Um, Leafcutter bees. Yeah. We have a lot of those still. Do you? I haven't haven't seen anybody bring in – it's typically roses. Roses. Yeah, uh, my avocado, roses, one yes. of my avocados used to get it a lot. Really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it on avocado. Perfect. looked like someone took a uh, hole punch and just took out half half a section of the leaf. Yeah. I haven't or half a circle, rather. Wasn't yeah. me. Not this time. Haven't seen, haven't seen those in a while. But. Well, I think that was when it was more of an issue with the leafcutter bees because the rose growers were growing for show and a semicircle out of a leaf for a presentation yeah, rose would cause some trouble is yeah 
presentation ending for that plant that rose. And oh, so it's an automatic for, disqualification. Yes, yeah. For most people, it's not a big deal. Right. That's true. Well, actually, a lot of leaf damage things for us are not a big deal. Correct. I mean, you don't. You, you have damage on your leaves that you don't panic about. You've got a, a whole uh, something eaten on one side. You don't come rushing. You are in, absolutely this, correct, and I'm picturing. Uh, in the movie Airplane, when the guy was panicking. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's not a big deal. And for so many different things, people look, they want everything to be perfect. perfect. It's not. I mean, and, yeah, you're right. And they'll bring in the one leaf that's yellow or has damage on it. And then want to know what you have that a is. picture like, of the whole plant, and it, the plant no, looks beautiful. fine. And it's like, well, I wouldn't worry so much. But I mean, I get it. It's their plant. They want to figure it's going south or whatever. But. You're being way too understanding. Well, no, I mean, You're generous, Mark. Well, it's, yeah. I don't know. Is this a new you? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I've, I've changed the last couple months. Yeah, I've definitely gotten softer. <laughs> I think okay. we should probably just end the show here. <laughs> well, no, no, we don't have to. I'm just kidding. But Thank no, you. it perspectives change is that what you're saying oh yeah absolutely i appreciate that but a lot of times people get too focused on the single leaf the single hole the single piece of damage or whatever it is and the overall picture it's not a big deal and anytime you see a bare branch on a tree there's leaves out at the end and you see the wood of a branch that used to be where the leaves were coming out right trees don't just put out branches they have they used to have leaves there and so the old leaves are going to fall off Leave them under the trees for your mulch. Why are you looking at me oh, like no, that? I'm agreeing with you. That's and you're right. Yeah. As long as the the tips and the newer growth looks good. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah, that that, like, that is the thing. If, if the if the new growth looks looks good, when people come don't, in and they don't, don't worry know about anything it. about plants or whatever, and they're learning, and they see something, they they panic. And again, I try to. Try to be nice and say, hey, it's not worth it. You're, everything's fine. You're doing great. But every once in a while, they just want to they need to hear that. Okay. Yeah. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to be back next weekend with another hour. Have a fantastic weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.